I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. In this third season, I've taken the theme from season one, which was called The Holistic Healing Connection, and merged it with a theme from season two of The Dragonfly Connection. So now, join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that at each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired, no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. Hello, today's episode is a solo one, and I'm going to share some history and folklore around the spring equinox meanings and some ideas on how to honor all natural rhythms, the moon, the stars, the planets, mother nature, spirituality, and ourselves. And before we go any further, I'll start with saying that I am not an expert on any of this, but I have been studying the metaphysical, spiritual, and alternative healing world most of my life for both professional and personal reasons. I do know there is a special significance to the changing seasons, and although fall is actually my personal favorite season, spring is a close second, especially the beginning of it, and that's where we are right now. So the first day of spring is this coming weekend, specifically Sunday, March 20th, this year in the Northern Hemisphere, and here in the Pacific Northwest where I'm at, we're just starting to see all the beautiful gifts of spring popping up around us. Just that alone gives me renewed hope in everything. What about you? Can you feel it? Even if you're not able to see the flowering plants or hear the birds going crazy yet, take a moment to visualize spring in all its glory. Breathe in and breathe out and just close your eyes even for a second. And imagine spring, the smells, the colors, the cool breeze the warmth from the sun. Okay, so now that hopefully you can actually see the beauty of spring, I'll tell you a little bit about some of its meanings, history, and folklore. And like I said before, the spring, or also called the vernal equinox, occurs in the northern hemisphere on March 20th this year. It occurs every year on either the 19th, 20th, or 21st, marking the end of winter. The equinox is indicated by the length of, well, the equal length of day and night all over the world. Trees and plants begin new cycles of growth. Insects and animals start coming out of their winter resting places. That includes humans. Time to stop living in our yoga pants. And this is when you start to see a lot of baby animals in the wild. The spring equinox marks the start of the astrological calendar. This is the first day of the astrological sign of Aries, the ram. Charging forth with passion, the ram brings forth life and renewal after a frozen, cold winter. Imagine the strength it takes to bring forth new life. For all the moms, the fellow moms listening, you know what kind of strength that takes. And if you're not a mom, I'm sure you can imagine. This is a powerful time of year for sure. If you're struggling to feel this power, now would be a really good time to go out in nature and if you can, take off your shoes, ground into the earth, and take in all her gifts. And even if you can't go out barefoot yet, you can bundle up and get outside, even if just in your backyard. 
You can go out there, stand or sit with your eyes closed, take some deep breaths, and imagine tree roots growing out of your feet down into the earth. We are all part of each other and of the earth. This is a great way to visualize and feel that connection. If you want to know more about astrology and how it relates to the equinoxes and seasons, I highly recommend connecting with my friend Vanessa Kudo. She's been a guest several times in this podcast, and for good reason. She knows so much about all of it. She's so smart. And if you're on social media, you should definitely follow her. I'll include some of her links in the show notes. And now, the part I find very fascinating is the way the pagans celebrate this time of year. Personally, I am deeply spiritual, but I do not subscribe to any religion anymore. I believe they all have some great things to teach us and that they're all just different spokes of the same spiritual wheel. Paganism, for one, is very fascinating to me, though, especially in the sense of its influence on modern-day Christianity. Pagans knew how to party, and it's obviously, or it's obvious, early Christians liked their style, at least in regards to celebration. Now, in the pagan wheel of the year, they call this Astara, in honor of the spring goddess Astara. Astara is known as the goddess of fertility, dawn, and spring. Her name is also spelled, and wait for this, pretty cool, E-O-S-T-R-E, which is where the name for, you guessed it, the Easter holiday comes from. She models the archetype of the maiden, fresh, vibrant, enthusiastic, and pure, and just like the return of the Greek goddess Persephone from the underworld, who kicks off the start of spring, so too does the arrival of Astara. Astara is actually a widely popular holiday. It's a day of feast and various rituals and celebrations. It's a time of planting new seeds, both physically and spiritually. This time of year fills us with renewed energy to bring about the best version of ourselves and look for new ways to connect with our heart's desires, goals, and intentions. It's a time to check in and make sure that we're taking steps to nurture ourselves, our spirits, and bodies, and cutting out anything that might be interfering with our growth. Reevaluate and secure up those boundaries. So speaking of nurturing ourselves and boundaries, there are a ton of resources to be found in my past episodes. They're all about self-care and improvement. But back to Astera. One story tells how Astera was late one year only to find a dying baby bird frozen in the snow. She was so heartsick over this baby birth, this baby bird, that she brought it back to life. But she was not able to save its wings, so she turned it into a white hare, giving it the ability to lay eggs of all colors of the rainbow. It is said that this egg-laying hare hides those eggs for the children each year. Does that sound familiar? And the spring equinox ritual of painting and hunting for eggs was eventually linked to the Christian Easter holiday commemorating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But now you know it started with Astera. So why not paint your eggs this weekend and have an extra egg hunt? But if you're like me, you probably aren't going to do the egg hunt. Once a year is enough for me and my family. But if you like decorating eggs, nothing is stopping you from doing it so why don't you 
and you don't even actually have to do the hunting part. But anyway, now is the part where I give you some fun ideas for other spring equinox rituals and activities that I found online as some that I've practiced and some that I've practiced myself. Whatever you choose to do, your rituals and celebrations should include a good deal of excitement and enthusiasm for life. This would be a great weekend to turn off electronics and especially social media and even more especially the news. I'll post some of these ideas on my Instagram page too before the weekend, so feel free to comment and share. I'd love to know how you celebrate this time of year. My Instagram name will be in the show notes too in case you don't already have it. So back to those tips. Number one, and my personal favorite, spring cleaning. I bet you didn't know that spring cleaning is actual, actually a pagan ceremony. Yep. It's a common practice among pagans and witches to restore fresh energy to the home. Now, I, like I said before, I don't identify as either a pagan or a witch, and you don't have to either to take part in it. But cleaning on this day can boost your energy and renew your hope more than ever. And you can take it a step further and do some decluttering too, maybe even get your home feng shui I have a few episodes that touch on both of these topics. You should definitely scroll through and give them a listen. And there's a book I absolutely love on this topic too. It's really an easy read, cheap paper book. You should definitely check it out. And the name and the link to order are in the show notes. So while you're doing your cleaning and decluttering, you should open the windows if you can and play some music while watching the dust and stagnation of winter months just get wiped clean. And the act of cleaning and decluttering is a simple blessing that anyone can bestow on their home, regardless of spiritual practice or belief. It just feels so good. And I promise you, it'll make a difference in all aspects of your life and even your health. If you're like me and like to include an energy clearing in your spring cleaning ritual, then do it. But after burning my smoky sage or Palo Santo, I like to diffuse a citrus essential oil to just really kind of, you know, boost that, that clean, energetic energy in the air. Any citrus oil will do. Lemon, uh, tangerine's one of my favorites, even orange, you can mix them. Grapefruit's great, a good one, really energizing. And so in case you're not aware of using smoke to cleanse your space, you're just going to grab a stick of sage or Palo Santo and hold, and you're going to burn it like incense. So it's going to get real smoky. And then holding it like a wand, you're going to walk in a counterclockwise direction through your house. And then you're going to walk in a counterclock direction in each room. The whole time, like I said, kind of spinning that smoky wand around. Now, I would definitely suggest to boost that uh, cleanse by saying or thinking your intentions for the new cycle. This practice of thinking or saying your intentions while you do this not only clears, you know, boosts the clearing and uplifts your home energy, but it's going to do the same to your own energy. And spring cleaning doesn't need to be limited to your home. What other areas of your life could you use this old-fashioned tidying up? Your car, inside and out. In fact, this reminds me I have to do it, too. Uh, your office or your desk. Again, looking around, I have to do it, too. Your social media friends. Your email inbox. 
your diet. Maybe it's time for a cleanse or elimination diet. Personally, I like to do a cleanse or a detox this time of year. Or in this year, I'll be starting a green smoothie cleanse, not over this weekend, but at the end of March. My sister's visiting from Alaska, and I just can't imagine trying to do it while having guests. So whatever you choose, make sure you also set yourself up for success. Don't start something new if you're going on vacation or having guests stay with you. And if your Equinox celebration involves foods, which if you listen to that first part about it being about feast, um, if any of these foods are foods that you're wanting to cut out or eliminate during this cleanse, you should probably consider starting after the 20th. And speaking of cleanse, why not start with just purging all the processed food? Just a thought. Also, go through your medicine, beauty, and health cabinets, toss the expired and carcinogenic products, like what I mean by that is like cheap makeup, cleansers, and creams. You can do the same thing with your household cleaning products. And then some extra tips to think about while you're doing your spring cleaning. Just let your intuition guide you. What are you truly needing to release and purge? And don't let those old habits stand in the way of new ones, especially like those kind of hoarding habits, you know, you just, it's hard to get rid of things. Don't let that stand in the way. This cleanse doesn't have to be permanent. It can just be a one-time refresh, but also you should really like think it through, you know, go back to that Marie Kondo thing. Does this item give you joy? No, throw it out. And get creative. Be willing to let things go. Like literally, like I just said, fill up some garbage bags, take them to the trash, get some boxes, take them to a place like Goodwill or some other thrift store or donate to a specific charity. I can guarantee you have a lot of extra stuff in your house right now. I'd say 98% of us listening to this always have room um, to, to release things. So that was a tangent, but probably because spring cleaning is one of my favorite things to do. I, I'm not a, somebody who loves to cleaning, but clean, spring cleaning is definitely one of my favorites. Okay, so number two, create a new daily ritual. So this year, I have started my ritual overhaul early, and it looks something like this. I now have, I think I'm in my third or fourth week. So supposedly that means it's supposed to be a habit. We'll see. <laughs> okay, so I wake up at 5.30 a.m., and... That's because I am a morning person, so it's just what I prefer. And it's also before anyone else in the house is awake. So the house is quiet and still and just feels really just just spacious, open. I start with exercise first, like half asleep. I just get right into it. And right now I'm loving belly dancing. If you follow me on Instagram... I've posted a few things about that. Layla Isaac is my favorite belly dance instructor right now. You can search for her name on YouTube. She's got a ton of free, fun, and often sweaty belly dance workouts available. And they range from all kinds of different uh, lengths of time. So you can fit them in any time. So then after I do my exercise, which may not always be belly dancing, but it is right now. After that, I make a cup of detox tea or lemon water. Um, These are both ways to just really get your digestion going, energize you naturally without caffeine. I know there's a whole bunch of other great health benefits. Uh, You can Google those, lemon water, detox tea, see what they do for you. But uh, I sip on that while I read a self-help or inspirational book. And then when I'm done with my tea, 
I do a short guided meditation. Um, right now I'm loving Deepak Chopra's Abundance Challenge podcast. Just Google it wherever you get your podcasts. It's perfect for my personal rebirth and renewal out of the pandemic life. I highly recommend checking it out. And then after the meditation, I do a few minutes of goal setting and journaling about how I'm feeling. And like one of my past guests, Marina Yane Triner, I think I said that right, <laughs> suggested, I make sure and include my physical feelings too. This one was one that was something I had never done before. And now when I journal, my feelings, even if it's just like, you know, a feeling, brain dump, whatever, I make sure and include how I'm physically feeling because a lot of times we don't think about that. And if you if you know anything about, you know, trauma, which all of us have gone through the last couple of years, it doesn't just store in our heads. It's definitely in our bodies as well. So important to acknowledge your physical feelings also. And so for me, then that's, that's done. That's my ritual. I feel grounded. I feel ready to go. Once everyone's up, I'm energized and refreshed, but I love coffee. <laughs> and so I go make myself my coffee. That's part of my ritual. It's just the part where everyone's awake and I'm doing other things, but I'm sipping on my coffee and I help my family get out the door. And it just seems like the energy flow, my energy that I've created, this this feeling around me just actually flows out to them too. And it seems to already be making a difference in all of our lives. So I highly recommend a morning ritual if you're struggling with mornings or just life. And it doesn't actually have to be in the morning. If another time of the day works for you, just make sure that you can get it all in. <laughs> My past guest, Teresa Turk, is the ritual queen. That's really what she calls herself. I highly recommend following her on social media for some inspiration. I'll share her links in the show notes too. Okay, so number three. Personally, I do not have a green thumb. So this is not a tip that I use. But if you're better at keeping plants alive and have the space to do so, obviously this is a great time to plant some seeds or start a full-blown garden. Gardening isn't only a seasonal tradition, it's also a ritual to honor this astrological event. And listen to music while you plant food and flowers to give thanks, extra thanks to Mother Earth and to brighten her land. And it'll brighten your life too for more gardening enjoyment. Uh, find out what's in season in your region. Purchase locally grown organic seeds when possible. Allow your planting to be a creative endeavor too. Decorate pots with paint or place your seeds in a design. And then invite a child to join you in the spring planting. This is a great activity to do with kids, which although I said in the beginning, I don't have a green thumb. I don't normally do a lot of planting. I have had gardens in the past and always get my kids involved. Um, it just, it, it's a bonding exercise. It's a connection and it helps them learn about the wonders of the earth. And after reading over this for you, it's actually inspiring me. Maybe I'll try it again. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. Now on to number four. I would love to be able to do this one. And when I wrote this out, it just, even just the thought of it, there's some good visualization that happened, right? Even just the thought of it just made me feel so good. And it could be because uh, I'm from an island in Alaska where we could just have bonfires all the time. In fact, we usually had them every weekend, friends with families. So, you know, I just, I love a good bonfire. But yeah, that's a, that is a ritual 
that you can do no matter where you're at. And it doesn't have to be a huge bonfire. It just has to be safe for the space that you have. But all over the world, cultures integrate fire into their celebrations all over. So if you can, go outside, another go outside, and and enjoy a sit by the fire. This is a great time to gather your friends and loved ones. And together, you can set new intentions for the season and release them into the flames. Or one of the things I like to do is take things that you want to release, like write them on a piece of paper, like feelings, thoughts, energies, physical things, I guess, even that you wanted to release relationships, even maybe, and write them on a piece of paper and throw them into the fire. That even just gives adds a little more intention symbolism to that. Yeah. So talking about this, maybe I'll have to take myself on a trip to the beach soon. Probably not this weekend, but soon before fire season starts, of course. All right, so number five, create new goals or projects. Start working towards your new goals and projects with a balanced, clear head and unlimited possibilities. And if you tie this part into some of the other practices that I've mentioned or will be mentioning, I think it'll just make it easier and it'll just add power to that. And then number six, it goes back to what I mentioned in the beginning. And again, uh, when I was talking about the bonfire, get outside, start hiking or exploring new parts of your area you haven't seen before. Spring equinox is a great time to travel and explore. Even if the natural world is far from your doorstep or you're not able to get away, hello, skyrocketing gas prices, right? That's okay. Just go somewhere nearby. Find a new tree to sit under or a body of water to sit by. Just get outside. Sit by an open window even. I mean, it's not the same, but like open it, smell the fresh air. Just do what you can to connect with nature. And number seven, my lucky number and last in my list is to set intentions. So it's a little bit different from the goal setting, but set intentions. Choose what metaphorical seed you're planting this season and how will you nurture those seeds? What you plant grows. For instance, if you plant apple seeds, don't expect to get oranges. And the same goes for intentions and mindset. If you're always planting negative seeds, such as I probably won't get the job or life sucks, how can you expect positivity and abundance to sprout up in your life? Plant what you hope to see and it will blossom. What values are you hoping to align yourself with in this intention setting? What's your vision for your life? Consider creating a vision board at this time. It'd be a good one. Or go back to the journaling, journal about your intentions. Create positive affirmations to say to yourself every day. If you need some inspiration, check out the new ones I post every Thursday on my Instagram and Facebook pages. They're like a cute little pink mirror design. Or to make your intention setting even more special and really boost up that power, light a candle or set up an altar. It doesn't have to be big. It can be a very small space just on your nightstand even a corner somewhere, but have it be a space to set and focus on your intentions and choose just one or three positive intentions to just, you know, to keep it more simple and really hone in for this season. And even better, like I constantly talk about, you know, sharing our stories and connecting with other people is just so powerful. Tell someone that you trust about your intentions and they can help keep you accountable. And then maybe you do the same with for them. That way you're also helping someone else better their life too, which why not? It's always good when we can help other people, right? 
Okay, so after going through this list and thinking about all these things as I'm telling you, I'm even more excited for spring. I'm just, I'm feeling energized just talking about it. So I hope that it does the same for you. I hope it really energizes you and gives you some some new things to think about. Get creative. Let's just, let's make this more than of a celebration than even ever before. We We all need it. Like if collectively we can all get out there and like feel more energized and boost up the positivity and enthusiasm and hope, it'll just help, you know, ripple out and spread to everyone everywhere. I am so excited for more light, more sunshine, and just more life. So let's continue to connect and cheer each other on. I've recently opened up a free Facebook group for just that, connection, more connection, and support. I'm discontinuing my Patreon page, and the Facebook page is going to include live healing sessions, a book club, connection with me and past guests, and tons of inspiring and uplifting content, tools, and more. The link to join will also be in the show notes, and I really hope to see you there. If you like this episode or any of the past episodes, again, I'm going to ask, please, please, please share them with your friends. I really need your help spreading the word because it's just me doing this because I love helping other people. And the more that we can spread this to other people, we can spread the love further. I really appreciate your support. Hang in there. Keep on doing the best you can, taking care of yourself, loving yourself, loving each other. Thank you and happy spring. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at the Dragonfly Mama so we can stay in touch between episodes.